If you just tuned in, well, uh, Isma Khashule-san, Tepiso and Tato have been awarded tenders to the value of 2.7 million. Uh, this according to a Daily Maverick uh, report. The award was made after the provincial treasury decided to centralize COVID-19 supplier procurement to support um, local businesses. And um, the publication also reported that the provincial treasury had awarded contracts with a combined value of 2.7 to the Motego projects and Marvel Deeds, which is owned by Mr. Mahashule Sons. The tenders have been awarded amid reports that the province's finance MEC Khadija Brown is also close to Mr. Mahash, uh, to Mr. Mahashula. Good afternoon to you, MEC. Good afternoon. Is that Glenn? The, the, the most electrifying one. That is me, yes. <laughs> Good afternoon, Glenn. I trust you are well. Oh, we are okay. Thank you very much. Good to have Excellent. you on the show. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me and listening to our side of the story. Excellent, yeah, because we need clarity. We want to get this yes. story out of the way so that we can focus yes. on other things, right? So. Mm-hmm. We understand that the provincial governments have centralized the procurement of COVID-19 goods and services. Can you take us through this process in the free state and how much has been spent thus far? All right, no problem. Yes, it is correct. Uh, The Provincial Executive Committee, which comprises of all MECs in the province, together with the Director General and the Premier, Mm. um, decided on a resolution that free state treasury will um, centralise procurement for the first two months during the national lockdown. Um, Thus far, we spent uh, $238 as Treasury, and in total as a province, because there are other departments, for example, like public works, who deal with isolation and quarantine beds, and then the Department of DC on the Environmental Affairs side, um, who've also procured, and some of the other procurement happened through the Department of Health. So in total, we spent as a province 303 million. Mm. And the reason to centralise the provincial treasury first and foremost was to ensure that national treasury regulations were prescribed to as a province. Secondly, to develop a framework to ensure that um, majority of suppliers would be free state based. And then lastly, to deal with designated groups, for example, youth, women, people with disabilities. And then, of course, military veterans. So um, we have thus achieved that. Mm. Uh, 90% are black businesses who are supplying free state government. 86% are free state-based companies. 38% are youth-based companies. And 30% women-based companies. And to date, um, since July, we've decentralized back to the department on the basis of the adjustment budget of National Treasury and the budget of Provincial Treasury. So a lot of questions are asking this question. Yes. Was, yes. was this um, a tender advertised? Yes, there were two parts. Um, in the first two weeks, there were emergency tenders. The yeah. National Treasury had provided us the prescripts in terms of the commodities and the pricing. And that was the benchmark in terms of how we would uh, make up the specifications as the province. I mean, we um, had advertised uh, the... There was a, a little um, poster that went out, an advert that went out with the specifications. The Department of Health got involved to ensure that all the products, anybody who wanted to be placed on the database, had to follow prescripts, for example, CSD prescripts um, in alignment with the specifications and also 
Um, the products have to be tested through the Department of Health and also adhere to the WHO standards and the SABS standards as well. So, I mean, the people who are going through these applications upon coming uh, uh, across the names of these two individuals, didn't mm-hmm. it ring, uh, you know, al- alarm bells that, okay, these guys are related to a very powerful member of the ANC. What if people object to this? First and foremost, by the Constitution, Section 2171, um Governments are not allowed to um, unjustly exclude mm. certain individuals okay. out of the opportunity to bid for government business. Secondly, out of 2,300 applications, mm. everything that went through the testing process, um, the head of department and I would never have access to that information. And the only time we'd have access to that information is when we call for reports mm. or when the legislature calls for the reports. Mm. or when we publish the awarded bidders on our tender portal. And that being said, is on the 17th of July, 2020, we published this information. So we made it transparent, we made it open, mm. and we also outlined our process in terms of that tender portal. What the third provincial government did to issue the bids and then award these certain business work to individuals. Now, what surprises me, Glenn, mm. is that there are more than 300, close to 440 companies mm. that were awarded. And it was only these two companies who had received, I mean, the one company received 400 and something thousand. Um, the GP on something like that wouldn't even be 40,000 40, rand as an example. So um, there are other suppliers who probably had the capacity, who were able to deliver in a certain period of time, who had received a bigger amount of the orders. And those were excluded in the discussion. But I could understand and um, I can tell why the public would be very interested in this. But for me, I'd like to ask the public a question as to what law allows us as government to exclude children of a member of a political party who is not a representative of the state. And that's the challenge I'm grappling with. I, I have no right to do that, and neither does any of the administrators. So those are some of the discussions and debates we're having at the moment. Mm. And, of course, we're reporting to the legislature, we're reporting to EXCO, we're reporting to the ANC, and we are, and I'm certain that we are going to be held accountable in terms of ensuring that the message out there is correct, is legal, and um, that we've we've actually adhered to processes. And I've requested from my team that we do an internal audit evaluation and an external audit where we have somebody outside of government um, who's reputable to have a look at our processes and ensure that everything was done correctly. Mm. But uh, how do we then try and change, you know, um, you know the way people do business because obviously if i was also applying for this tender and i came across the names of an influential the children of an influential person in my heart i will think uh, do i even stand a chance to win this tender seeing that i'm actually competing with the chi- with the, with the kids of a very influential anc mm. member i think it's the paradigm that we have to change Glenn. Mm. um the paradigm is is that Everybody in South Africa has got access to the business with government. Um, government is probably the largest goods and services uh, distributor in the country. Mm. And um, 
we as government have to ensure that from a governance perspective, from an accountability perspective, from a legislative perspective, that we follow processes that is equal, fair, and not unjust to anybody who's got the access and the right to do business with government. Mm. So I think the paradigm is, is that we have to be developmental in mind. We have to have an empowerment base. We bring young people, I mean, when we bring new entrants into the market. Mm. And the challenge that we have as South Africans is that there's a barrier to entry because those who've got economies of scale, those who are used to doing business with government, those who attend the office and understand the compliance requirements, which is very, very stringent, are generally those people who would have access to doing business because the price is good, their functionality because they've got experience, and they've always had the ability to be able to put a bit in time. Now, if government was more developmental, which we are trying to do and working together with economic development in the province, to create a database, to bring new entrancy to the market, and to allow it to be as broad as possible, 440 suppliers out of the 300 million rand um, supply, goods, goods and services budget. I think as a province, we've done well to ensure that not a single company has got more than, let's say, 20 million awarded to them. We've made it as vast so, um, and as inclusive as possible. So, mm-hmm. Alicia, the, the, the relationships of both yourself and those of former Premier Mr. Mahashule have also come into question as a basis yeah, for yeah. the awarding of the tenders to the companies Motego Projects and Marvel Deeds. What, what is your comment on that? First and foremost, as a member of Executive Council, I have no say, no direct influence on supply chain processes. Um, I probably see it after the eighth or the ninth person has completed the process. So any influence by any leader in determining what I say or do, I could never be influenced by that as a leader. I should be influenced by my own advocacies and by understanding the the law. So... um, I am an MEC of, of the Free State. I belong to the ANC. We report to the SG on political accountability as the ANC. So that, that relationship in no way can influence how I determine to run the business of the Free State. Mm. Um, so I, I'm not sure what that alludes to. And the journalist, in asking that question, says it's alleged or rumor has it. And sometimes as journalists, we shouldn't be basing ourselves against rumors understand the facts and deal with the facts. Because the perception of the people of South Africa needs to be a positive one. We need to change the way people think and understand that there is hope and there are opportunities in South Africa. And once we can get South Africans to think that way, it will energize and inspire them to actually work and not expect that government should hand out everything but to actually contribute positively to the economy. So would you say that the awarding of tenders to you know, uh, uh, high-profile companies, irrespective of who who owns the company, is serving the purpose of equal opportunity? You, you don't know who owns that company. The only time you're able mm. to see who owns the company is if you call for a central database supply registration. Mm. Then you'd be able to see, okay. So if you're talking about Navro or Marvel, are those the company's names? I wouldn't know offhand who is the owners of the company. I know that now. But when you're looking at a list that is published, 
it is a company, it is a legitimate company, you don't see the names of individuals. Mm. So at the point of award, I'm unable to say, okay, this is a Mahashuli, or this is a Ramaphosa, or a Sisim Dumbela family, or whatever it may be. So we, we have to also be cognizant of the fact that um, proprietors register and do business in entity names, in whichever juristic entity they're operating in. And as government officials, as a senior politician, I'm unable to be able to see exactly who they belong to. So, you know, I mean, this is obviously not the first and, you know, the last interview that we we have of, of this kind. Um, is there a certain way we, we, you know, we can assure the public, you know, that, you know, people are treated equally, especially when it comes to tenders? Is there another way that we can, or another method that the country can use when we we award these tenders? So I mean, mm-hmm. make it public, uh, advertising the newspapers, yeah. have it on TV, yeah. so that you know, um, should any person who's associated with an influential family when they win, um, people can actually see for real mm-hmm. that this person has won that this tender, and there are no doubts. What yeah. can we do? to make things no. much better so that people then don't go out and say tenders are given to people who have an association with politi- politicians mm-hmm. or uh, people who are related to pol- to politicians? Mm-hmm. You know, Glenn, it's actually a beautiful question because many um, critiques will say that our constitution of South Africa is the best in the world. Many critiques will say the PSMA uh, legislation and supply chain pro, uh, prescripts of South Africa is some of the most tight and stringent in the world. And it is as such. Um, I think the element of um, an individual making that decision is thus reduced in the sense that um, a tender advert would go out. There would be five different people at different levels looking at the processes in which people qualify there are certain specifications, which means that those specifications that are listed in the tender advert allow for certain people to be disqualified and certain entries into a shortlisting on the basis of the specifications. If they meet certain standards, if they meet the price, if they meet the function, if they meet uh, a level of experience in, in doing business with government, um, there's also certain areas and elements of a bid adjudication and a bid evaluation committee. So it's not single individuals that are making the decision, but a team that sits together, evaluates all these bids, 2,000 bids, and then submits it to the the adjudication committee, where the adjudication committee then outlines some of the challenges and some of the positives out of that um, tender process or, or the tenders that have been um, awarded. And then it goes to the head of department, the accounting officer, who is responsible for the functioning of administration and budgeting and financing. So that accounting officer then does the award. So out of that process, there are about eight different hands, even at some point in different hands that it goes through. So um, I, I believe that we need to be able to educate South Africa, understand that it's not a single individual. If there has been a tender process, there is thorough, thorough, thorough processes that happen. The way we, where we would have a challenge is if there are no processes that took place at all. 
All we, right. we would have a challenge if you awarding a bid to somebody and then they have been an unsolicited bid, as an example. That could be questioned. Those are where the challenges would come. MEC, thank you so much for chatting with us. Pleasure, and, um, hopefully we'll chat to you again in the not-too-distant future. All right. Thank you for taking the time, Glenn. Much appreciated. Excellent. MEC Khadija Brown there. Ooh, we're late for the news. I beg your pardon.